Welcome to Breathe On Me with P.K. Milnick. Uh, That's me, Pastor Keith. Uh, This podcast series is 101 Bible-based devotions on the Holy Spirit. Hey, today's the second episode of the series, uh, so you'll be listening to devotion number two. It's called Convicted by the Holy Spirit. It's actually the second of 12 devotions in chapter one of my book, Breathe On Me, uh, and it deals with the Holy Spirit and salvation. And the verse that carries that entire chapter is from Job 33:4, and this is what that says. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So I'm just going to start reading. I'm on page 11 of the book, uh, day two, Convicted by the Holy Spirit. It starts with a Bible verse from John chapter 16, verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Here we go, first paragraph. Have you ever sinned and then felt terribly guilty for doing so? The truth is that we all have. One reason for our feeling bad over our sin is that God's law is written on our hearts, and so our conscience accuses us of wrongdoing. We know we can't hide from God like Adam and Eve tried to do when they sinned. So being clever and adaptive human beings, we seek to find coping mechanisms to fight back against the guilt of our consciences that cause us to regret uh, causes us shame and sorrow. Basically, we try our very best to suppress the gravity of our sin, not understanding that it's much worse than we could even imagine. Uh, you know, that much worse is, uh, I don't think we really take that to heart as much as we should. And I'm uh, just going to insert a little bit here between paragraphs. You know, just thinking, how does our sin impact God? Uh, not really going off on, on the consequences of our sin, but how does it impact God? You know, when Jesus was arrested and he stood before the high council just before being handed off to Pilate to be crucified, uh, something happens. Uh, it's recorded in Matthew twenty six sixty seven. just a short little verse. It says this, Then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him. Uh, hard to even comprehend here, spitting in the face of God. You know, it's an affront. Our sin is an affront to his authority, to his holiness. It's an act of wickedness that actually makes a mockery of God's commandments and his character. You know, so often we talk about the excellency of Christ and the supremacy of Christ. Uh, We confess him as Lord and Savior. And then we sin against him by disobeying his will and his words. You know, somehow we convince ourselves, we think that our sin isn't too bad, but if we liken it to spitting in the face of God, then we might think twice about willfully committing sin. So our sins, they greatly impact God. So much so, uh, there's a minor prophet called Habakkuk. He says this, you, talking, speaking of God, you who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong. You know, so in a sense, when we sin, God turns his face from us. So why would we do anything to cause God to look away from us? It's just incomprehensible to, for something like that to happen. I'm going to continue chapter, uh, in uh, paragraph 2. It says, When we find ourselves in this sinful conundrum, the Holy Spirit comes on the scene and convicts us of our sins beyond what our conscience can do. When he shows up, there's no place to run. The weight of the truth of the word of God hits our hearts like a ton of bricks. Once our sin has been exposed by the Spirit, we become acutely aware of the seriousness of our sin, that we're guilty of breaking one or more of God's commandments, 
and by doing so have greatly offended the most holy God. And as if that wasn't enough, the Spirit also confronts us with the present and eternal ramifications for our sins. When the Spirit comes with that sort of conviction, we know we're in big trouble, just like the crowd in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Hey, before I read that final, final paragraph, you know, let's just consider, I'd like us to consider what I would say is a faulty and an incomplete understanding of the Holy Spirit. You know, typically we view the Holy Spirit as the comforter, right, the helper. Uh, there's a certain warmth, a certain closeness uh, with the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's always there for us. You know, we know that he teaches us, he reminds us, he, he empowers us. And that's all biblically true and that's all good stuff. But somehow we forget that one of his ministries is to convict us of our sins, to confront us and not let us go until we repent of and even make amends for our sins. He's not, not there to make us feel bad, but to put us in a position and, and a place to be able to act and to repent of our sins. And let me continue reading, final paragraph. When the Apostle Peter preached on Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit brought a heavy and inescapable conviction upon those listening in the crowd. To their very souls, they were cut to the heart, convinced that God's judgment and wrath awaited them. And isn't that exactly how we feel when the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sins, cut to the heart? Thankfully, many of those in the crowd repented of their sins and were baptized in the name of Jesus. By doing so, their pierced hearts were mended. As it turns out, the Holy Spirit still convicts unbelievers and believers of their sins. For the former, to bring them to repentance and a saving faith in Christ. For the latter, to bring them to repentance and restore their relationship with Jesus and their fellow man. Thank God that when we find ourselves under the conviction of the Spirit for our sins, we're not like the clueless crowd on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost who cried out that they didn't know what to do. For the Apostle John has already told us that if we confess our sins, will be granted forgiveness through the blood of Christ, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, having served its purpose, will fall to the wayside. Yeah, the closing verse is uh, John 16, uh, 9 to 11. It says, concerning sin, because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. You know, the verse that I quoted there, uh, it was actually, uh, First John 1 John 1.9 is a reference in the book. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Which means that no matter how big, how small, or how long our sin has been on repeat mode, he will forgive us when we sincerely confess and repent of our sins. Now, my prayer today is that if you're under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you, know, you can either what you can either resist, uh, which from personal experience is really hard to do and basically useless to even try, uh, or you can follow his lead, confess your sins, and find forgiveness and a freedom through the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's devotion number two. Uh, my next devotion is called Enlightened by the Holy Spirit. I hope you can join me for that one. Hey, if you like my podcast, it would be great if you can click the follow button uh, and even share this uh, podcast with someone else. Uh, until this next week, may you be filled with the Holy Spirit today and always. <laughs>